0: On today's episode, we're going to be talking with Tyler Sullivan. He's the founder of Tech Golf. They're an e-commerce business doing high seven figures, and he's going to be talking about why doing what you love will never make you feel like you're working. It's a great episode you don't want to miss, so do stay tuned.
1: Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation transformation in the last decade.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast. Now, what you're about to listen to is an interview I had with Tyler Sullivan. He's the founder of Bomb Tech Golf. They're a direct to consumer e-commerce store selling specialist value For high performance golf clubs. He started it in 2012. He does, you know, um, very high seven figures. Um, He's actually even had seven figure months and he only has two employees. That's two employees, two full time employees, which is phenomenal. Um, He has another business called e commerce. Ecom Growers and um, Ecom Growers is, is largely a Clavio agency now Tyler is, Tyler is somebody I've known um, since probably for the past two and a half years or, or thereabouts. about um, there's a time when I had a mastermind connected to this podcast um, um, it was like a calling podcast and it was meant to actually join one of our of our calls he didn't make it but we've been in communication ever since he's also part of the Facebook group the the um, Facebook the 2X e-commerce Facebook group. Um, so, so Tyler has been around and he, I think for me, what I enjoy from this conversation and Tyler's lifestyle is the fact that he is satisfied. Um, he has, you know, um, managed to grow the business to a certain level where he is just satisfied with, he's, he's got balance rather, rather than satisfied. He's got a lot of balance, um, where he works. A few hours a day um doing what he loves he 's not stressing himself too much and he 's making really smart decisions from a digital marketing standpoint. another thing I, I, I you'd want to take away is how methodic how he tests you know he he, he runs tests uh, you know and he he's he 's not afraid to to fail he just looks at everything from a test methodology standpoint. Um, it's a great, you know, episode, great conversation. We, we kicked it off really early and, um, yeah, he's, he's a great guy. So enjoy this episode and I shall catch you on the other side. Cheers. Behind on planning for Black Friday and Cyber Monday? Well, Playview is here to help. Klaviyo is the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for online brands of all kinds kind. and all sizes. All size, all size. With email automation, SMS marketing, list growth tools, and more, and more you'll get more. everything you need to build strong relationships that keep your customers coming back. And with the holiday season right around the corner, there's no time like the present. present. Get up and running quickly with Klaviyo's lightning-fast integrations, pre-built marketing automations and the beautiful email templates. Whether you're a billion dollar business or just starting out, Klaviyo is the e-commerce marketing platform for growth during the holidays and long after. Get a free trial at klaviyo.com 2x. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com slash 2x. Remember to head over to rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2x e commerce podcast for a full month trial. Hi, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2x e commerce podcast I'm your host, Kune Campbell. I'm going to bring the mic close to me. Um, and this is a podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. So if you're working in marketing or a founder at an e commerce business, I'm going to help you sell more by bringing in um, experts. Um, you know, um, e-commerce business owners and best in class e-commerce SaaS solutions. The focus of this podcast really is helping you with growth metrics, so improving metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and ultimately sales. Anyway, um, I, that's two X e-commerce in a nutshell, and I'd like to introduce Tyler Solly. Now, Tyler Solly is somebody I've known for the, for a few years now, um, virtually. This is our first time actually speaking. Um, he's a founder of Bomb Tech Golf. It's an e-commerce store with over fifteen million dollars sold since two thousand and twelve. I think you've done more. As in your, you're doing like seven million a year.
2: We we got to update that number, but we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll that, roll with it. Yeah, exactly. We're getting
0: eight figures. <laughs> he he also um, runs e-commerce grower. They're Clavio Agency, and you know how we love Clavio on here. Um, they're doing six figures a month, so they have a, a tidy um, you know client base of about twenty-five clients. It's a done-for-you e-commerce you know um, email marketing service you know company. And Tyler says he says he works. Three hours a day. We're going to drill that. And anyway, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Tyler. It's an absolute pleasure having you on.
2: Glad to be here. It's been uh, long overdue. Glad we Absol- could do it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, could you briefly, briefly introduce yourself, BombTech, ecom growers? You know everything that you're you know your, your options. Just in, in in a in a summary, please.
2: Yeah, being brief is not my strong suit, but I'll do my best. <laughs> Let's give it's it. a okay. Yeah, yeah. I started Bomb Tech Golf. We're a direct consumer golf manufacturer in 2012, totally by accident. It was, I was just obsessed with golf, um, wanted to make my own products, Had, didn't even know what e commerce was, kind of just documented that story on Facebook, and now grew it to typically we do between five and seven million a year with two employees. Um, from that success, we were written up in a Clavio case study three years ago. My first employee at BombTech, who ran all my email, is now my partner at Ecom Growers. We're a platinum agency at Clavio. And we help other ecom brands like myself uh, profit more with email marketing. And to your point, I honestly, like this summer in particular, really did not work a lot. I do enjoy working. Like, don't, don't, don't say I'm not, like, because I used to work 20 hours a day, seven days a week for four years but I realized a lot of stuff I was doing, didn't really move the needle and was not a big lever. So hmm. that was a hard realization for me. And, and one big thing, I've got two kids now, when I had my second, my daughter, I just said, hey, why am I working so much? And I took six weeks off and sales went up. So, so that was my epiphany. And I've had multiple over eight years that I'm not that important, right? And then I can hire people that are smarter than myself, I like that. enjoy a enjoy business that, you know, in August we did 1.2 million a month and I was fishing every day with my kids. So it was, yeah. it's kind of crazy. And it, it takes, I don't expect everyone to come out of the gate like, Hey, I'm going to work three hours a day, three hours a week, whatever. And expect that you got to figure it out and then you can scale and hire and, you know, Sweet. do all that fun stuff.
0: Yeah. You've paid your dues. I mean, you founded, Yeah you know, Bob tech golf 2012. You must have worked, you know, 12 hour days back in the days and, you know, the dividends all, you know, piled up, you know, and, and then there you are. What I am surprised about is the fact that you have only two employees. You really keep it lean. How do you do, you know, such huge figures? So basically the revenue per, per head, including you is three. Yeah, two no three million. Yeah, two million, right? Yeah, it's really high. Like, how how do you manage? Do you have a Do you have like a an, an army of freelancers? You know, working on the side. You know, um, contractors. How what does your warehouse look like?
2: Yeah, great question. So, so again, like when I first started, just to kind of go full circle with it, mm-hmm. I was assembling clothes myself, shipping myself, doing everything myself, and you know, we were. It was the most I worked ever and the least i made ever right Hmm. and what i realized i had gone through different periods of time where i had a lot of employees i had an office we were shipping ourselves and i just realized there's people that are faster better higher roi and and just can do those things better than i so my setup's really simple i I do have customer service in-house two Hmm. guys And I pay them a lot for customer service. Everyone seems to want to pay little for that. But we have a high average order value product. And I really want to wow customers. I really spend a lot to truly wow them. But my setup is two guys in-house for customer service. I have a 3PL, which is centrally located based on best place to ship, which is Wisconsin. They do a great job, very affordable. Their shipping rates alone, I could go down a million tangents, but I'll just give you a high level. Just by using a 3PL, it saved me like 200 grand a year.
0: What's the name name of the 3PL company?
2: Uh, They're a smaller company, uh, Phil Logistics. Todd's the owner. I could intro anyone if they like. They do a great job. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I have my agency, which runs my email and my text message, which is Ecom Growers. Mm -hmm. A paid traffic guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just have a couple freelance video and photo guys. that Literally, I just made SOPs. And this sounds boring, but... Like this is how you shoot the photos. It's how you shoot the videos. And now, when new products come, they just automatically ship to them. Okay. And boom, we got all the content. We got are, our ad guy. Are, are we know.
0: talking? Are we talking product videos or model, you know, videos in terms of like you know lifestyle videos? That's
2: For us, I'm it's thinking. mostly product specific. Okay. Like we, we okay. have one guy in uh, that's actually a customer, which is kind of cool in Colorado, who okay. who will shoot B roll. And he'll just shoot on the course. And then our ads guy will actually edit it up with just text overlay, just based on what he knows works with ads. You know what I mean? Okay. How, that's kind of how, do, how that works.
0: How do you prioritize their workload if they're not full time with you, especially the creatives, you know, sometimes they'll they have a pile of work to go through. And if you do not, you know, put it in good time, if your pipeline, your pipeline is, if, if the pipeline is full, then you know, there there might be delivery, you know, issues. How, how do you manage
2: that? Yeah, so that I mean, so I have like three or four okay. video photo guys. Okay, they're pretty quick on turnaround. Like we never really have issues with that. They know me. We've got a good relationship. Um. And it's just the, the one thing with like the ads and every and email and everything. I have a KPI, right? So, mm. like my how I look at it is I don't really need to be in contact with them if KPIs is mm-hmm. being hit, right? Mm-hmm. As long as we're hitting our goals, I, I set the business up to only let me know if we're not hitting goals, right? Okay. So as long as we're hitting goals, I'm happy. Revenue's up, profits up. I don't need to be communicating with them a lot. Like what I try to focus on, like. I I look at myself as like, I need to have the vision of where we're going and how we're getting there. And really for me, it's the best job in the world because I'm just a product tester. Mm -hmm. I design new products uh, with our factory and our engineer. We got a third party engineer who's on contract when we need them. And I take feedback from customers over like two or three years. We'll have a product on the market. And let's say they say this driver, the shaft is uh, too stiff, too soft. We'll just, iterate if that comment keeps coming up over and over and over and make a new version. So it's the best feedback loop because it's not me just making stuff. I think the customers want, they tell me, Mm. you know what I mean? So Mm. I just manage those different people and it's really just, it's, I I actually would love to hire more people if they could show me new added revenue or bigger levers we could pull, Mm. but really outside of paid traffic email and SMS. I mean, There's not a lot of massive opportunities that I see. And uh, maybe it's a limited belief, but you got to spend it to make it and you got to have an active list.
0: Uh, I agree. And we're going to talk about that. Now let's go, let's take two steps back. Let's talk about Phil Phil Logistics and the 3PL company based in Minnesota, you said? Uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, sorry. Close, close. Very close. (laughs) My geography is wrong. How did they give you 200 grand?
2: So- I actually moved 3PLs four times. So this was a, one of those lessons that I'm a slow learner. Um, so it took me a number of times and really control was the reason why it took me four moves to figure out the right location. Like if I did everything over, this was where I'm getting to how we save, saving so much money. I wanted to ship locally, cause I want to control mm-hmm. uh, in, in Vermont, which is actually the number one worst place to ship golf clubs from um then i moved to massachusetts for the same thing i wanted to be close enough i could control them whatever that means mm. and then i moved to california to a bigger 3pl this is when we started to figure out savings and what they had they had a different method of shipping that i didn't have access to and this is like years ago but this was fedex uh smart post okay. we were just you only had access to ground so they introduced us to smart post and that saved us like seven dollars a package Okay. And, then, and then their DIM divisor. We have, our clubs are very long, which is like the calculation of if you divide it by this number, it gives you the price, right? Yeah. Um, that alone saved us another like 30%. Um, and then by moving to Wisconsin, this is what I wish I did. If I could repeat history, I did uh, calculations based on like three years of shipping and found out no matter what, if I had one location, it, it, the best place for fastest shipping for customers and the best cost savings is Wisconsin.
0: Why? I'm I'm looking at it. It's north of um, Illinois, right? Yep. It's very skewed to the mi- Midwest, uh, as far as I could see.
2: So California, Texas are big for us. Florida, and then we've got Michigan is actually really big. New York. So mm-hmm. I, I let the data dictate. So I don't okay. like. I have no saying it, and I actually use multiple three PLs. To, that had multiple locations helped me determine this. Okay. So I, I use their data, their expertise and said, okay, you've got multiple locations. Where do you think would be the best fit? And all of them kept coming up with like Chicago, Wisconsin, like this very small right. area. So by doing that, it saves time to customer. right? Uh, and then it saves us because it's only in like zones, not to get too deep in the weeds. I think we're only in like zones two and three okay. for most shipments. And we're not getting into the four or fives. Right. <clears throat> So it saves us money outbound and they've got better rates. Um, and I, that's the one, like the first thing I always recommend outside of customer service. It's like, why are you shipping stuff yourself? I just, yeah. I don't understand the overhead, the warehouse, the people, the equipment. It's just, it's so affordable for... Some
0: Some, some people pride themselves in um, in, in shipping themselves. I, I don't know why. So I had um, the chat from Tij, Tij, Tij Handy and, you know, they're doing... 20 million or so. And, you know, he, he, that's why, that's one of his KPIs. I'm not sure why, as you said, control.
2: Yeah. I think that's my, my big epiphanies and one of them being that I used to micromanage and control everything in the first like five years. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, okay, this is making more work for me. I'm not the best at it. Let me find people that are better and give them the control to do it and do it better than I can. And that's really, was is the hardest and most difficult thing because I always want to make the business better, work on it to improve it. But me shipping the product, <laughs> me packing out the box is not a that's yeah. not adding any value or, or anything. It's just adding overhead. So like exactly. to, to full circle this, I think of it as this when I have everything outsourced, I'm in a more variable cost model, meaning, you know, we spend more. When we ship more, we spend less when we ship less. So a a really good month is great. A okay month is good. We mm. we don't have bad months because my costs my overhead's so lean yeah, and all yeah. my costs are variable, you know.
0: Okay. Makes sense, makes sense and not fix. You don't have to pay for um rent in a warehouse anymore. Um there are not many salaries to pay. Um if you know things are slowing down, you don't need the photographic the photographers to hire, they're always on you know on demand. Um I see, exactly. I, see I see where you get into. Okay. I want us to talk about the product. All right. Let, let's let's get down to why would I buy a bomb tech and not a Callaway or a Wilson or a McGregory, you know, or, you know, all the, the usual suspects? What What is special about bomb tech and how did you build your following?
2: Yeah, that's a, That is a, a big question. So first off, we guarantee performance, put it against any product on the market. That's our guarantee. But I mean, like when I started, I just wanted to design something for myself. I was obsessed with golf. I was doing like the home run derby of golf at the time. Mm. Uh, it's called world long drive. I was the worst competitor. Uh, Bless but you. <laughs> I, I hit my longest drive in a competition was 360 yards. So that's my claim to fame, okay. but they were hitting 450. So anyways, I just started breaking clubs on my own, started building my own and just felt like, I don't know. I want to are, make you, my own are you an
0: engineer, a product guy um, by by background, or you no? Know?
2: So, like, it's funny. I just had this idea or vision of what I wanted to make, and I contacted my local college where I barely graduated, the University of Vermont, mm-hmm. which took, took me five years. I had a great time. I was in the frat there, played rugby. It was it was right, it was good times. Good times. Uh, but I wasn't <laughs> a great student, and right. I was talking to one of my friends from the fraternity. I was like, "Hey, I want to design something." He's like you're not that smart i was like you're right uh so i called up the university and i worked with four students uh engineering students for a year mm. and we designed a driver and i said all right and i took a huge risk at the time uh and i cashed out my 401k Whoa. and uh and i made it i don't know why i did all the things i did how,
0: how much you pay them the the chaps? Oh, it, it
2: was It was a, uh, what were they called? dissertation
0: or something or
2: yeah. Capstone project. So it's, it's, it doesn't cost you anything. I think it cost you a couple grand, Uh, but all my costs was just in my time and then the original tooling. And then Mm. our first, first sample production run. Um, but really, I just started telling my that story as it grew on Facebook early days. Mm. So like when I had 2000 followers on Facebook, it was really 2000 people. Right. So like Mm -hmm. when I launched with 2000 followers, I think I sold, this is before Facebook ads even existed. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to date myself, but uh, even before the selfie, that's my big joke. (laughs) Uh, And I think I sold like 10 grand in a day on pre-order without ads, nothing. I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Let me just do more of this. And Mm -hmm. since then we just keep making products that are priced well, that perform well, and we really are for the regular golfer. You know, we do okay. everything opposite of everyone else. We don't pay pros. We're not in retail. So there is a ton of value in the product mm-hmm. to, to a point that we probably should raise prices, but the guys would kill me. Okay. Um, but so, it's a so direct, it's direct consumer, you know?
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not a golf guy. I'm more tennis. However, right. I'm looking at um, the, the iron, the one iron. So the golf 3.01 iron, which goes for like $97, right? Yep. Um, what's the equivalent if it was like a Callaway?
2: Uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly what they're selling theirs for, but typically mm-hmm. our products are about a half the price. Cool. Okay. Uh, I so, I mean, like the wedges are a good example of like, that's a product that is, you know, it's almost to the point where we, we've asked ourselves, the product's so good, right? We have right. the margins to, to sell them at a low price so that customers get a lot of value. But I'm like, at what point do we have to raise our price because the products do deserve it and, and mm-hmm. be more premium. So we kind of slowly have been going that route a little bit, but I, I can't you away from who our customer is, which is the average guy that wants to have fun. It doesn't want to pay a thousand dollars for an iron set or f- five, $600 for just a driver, you know? And mm-hmm. we got the, because I run so lean, I do have the flexibility to to make offers that that move. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm very fortunate because it's a super competitive space. Somehow people like me, which is, thank yeah, you. Uh, and a lot of the videos were me early days, just in the backyard hitting balls. And, and that was kind of, it's funny. I had my first kid and I made this video in my backyard where I hit into a net and it sounds like a gun goes off. It's super right. loud. And I boosted it. This is like face of video first happened for three hundred bucks and got ten thousand comments, three hundred thousand views, wow. and I and I commented on every comment till my thumbs were like bleeding. Wow. Um, wow! And that was like just the early day hustle and grind that I I decided to do to engage with every single person, every phone call I took myself. Like I did all those early days. Did I worked? I probably worked more than anyone on the planet for four or five years.
0: Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Is your e-commerce store powered by Magento, BigCommerce, Commerce Cloud, WooCommerce, or a custom cat platform? Is it slow? Does it have too many fields or involves too many steps to complete a purchase? Enter enter, both. enter. Both. It's the fastest e-commerce checkouts in the industry, period. Bolt loads 10x faster than native checkouts with an average checkout duration of just over 30 seconds. Bolt is mobile native with no scroll on mobile screens. It offers a zero fraud guarantee and has 42% fewer fields than native checkouts. Bolt supports Stripe, Apple Pay, PayPal, and several more payment gateways and providers. Bolt helped luxury sunglasses brand Dita reduce checkout abandonment by 32%, which resulted in a 50% conversion rate uplift. Don't lose customers at checkout. Use Bolt. Bolt is offering a completely free bottom-of-funnel checkout audit to 2x e-commerce listeners. Head over to bolt.com forward slash 2x to get your free checkout checkout audit now. That's B-O-L-T dot com forward slash 2X. Was it the sole thing you were doing or did you have a a day job?
2: So uh, this is my, this is really the story behind it. But so I I had a a day job, right? I was a sales uh, director at an engineering firm. And I I like doubled their sales in a year. I took that job locally in Vermont because it was more secure than my pharmaceutical sales job. I had previous and, um, bomb tech was just a side hustle. I was doing like 10 K a month. Mm -hmm. And then I found out my wife was pregnant Mm -hmm. and I got fired the day before Thanksgiving Hmm. or or the week before Thanksgiving. And I go, and she, she was so supportive. She goes, what are you going to do? you going to make bomb tech full time or what? And I was like, Oh, okay. I didn't even know that was an option. <laughs> um, and that was probably the hardest year of my life because I had a newborn mm. and I was still assembling clothes myself. Mm. And, and the business was, although it's starting to have some traction, I had no cash, you know, mm. cause like I was doing 20, 30, 40 K a month, but then I had Just to make our own product mm. and we have 60 day lead time. So I'm like, all right, I'm doing 30 K a month. I have $0. Mm. Um, so that year was very difficult. Um, a lot of working capital loans debt and uh but it was the kick in the butt like you want to talk about pressure having a newborn having being fired from your job it was like one of those this is your moment man you know you either make it or you don't you know
0: yeah 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 makes sense makes sense makes sense right so just going back to the students and, and you know the university was that 2011 2010 because yeah, you started so okay was,
2: Two th- I screw all the years up every time yeah. I think oh. it was two thousand twelve into two thousand thirteen because I okay. started bombed. I started the world's worst website where I sold nothing in two thousand eleven okay uh, and then I think two thousand thirteen was the original when we had our own brand
0: okay, okay now you talk about the fact that you're a paid guy, you're a paid you know marketing you know guy so what channels, what paid channels uh, is bombtech most active in?
2: facebook and instagram have been since paid traffic since facebook offered ads we've been doing them um recently google's been big for us um Mm -hmm. i think this right now is an interesting time specifically for golf not only for golf but for e-commerce right Mm because more people are shopping online than ever before but so we're having two two trends happen um Golf is trending for the first time in 20 years. It's always been going down. It's trending up, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, So more people are searching it. So we've been going hard at Google. Uh, We've been going hard at SEO. Um, And really, I think a lot of people that would normally go into a retail store to buy a golf club Mm -hmm. have now fast forwarded their thinking on online or like, well, I'll just buy it online. And we've been online only for eight years. Like, Hey, we've been here the whole time. So it's, it's a culmination of things. So we've actually struggled on selling out this year. I really have been selling out. We, we had a lot more opportunity this year that I lost out on mm-hmm. and all of it really was Facebook, Instagram, and Google. That's, that's really it. We try other things and I, I, I pull my hair out trying new initiatives because a lot of times it's like a lot of effort and it's, we always go back to the core. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really that simple, but we, we leverage a lot of backend, um, email and then SMS has been big lately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hype, the hype launch method really allows our paid traffic to be really profitable.
0: You What's the hype, really, hype, hype, hype launch process? All
2: right. So this is, I'm giving away my secrets now, but um, th- this has been like, especially, you know, for our clients and the e-com growers side and for my own brand, I remember when we f- would launch a new driver, let's say, and we literally just like would send an email like, Hey, it's here. It's Mm -hmm. live. And we would have like a small spike in sales. And then I can't remember the inflection point, like when we actually started hyping. But what we do now is we have two way conversations with our our email list, right? All the time. So we're literally asking people to reply. We're asking them how their round is. We're just having real conversations and keeping our list engaged. And what we'll do is let's say we're coming out with a new 66 degree wedge, whatever it is, or one iron. We'll ask them, And we'll vary it up, but it it runs a pretty basic template. We'll ask them, uh, hey, we're launching this new product. Do you want early access? Hit reply, boom, if you want early access. Okay, so now now all those people that were going to the promotions tab are now in the inbox, right? Because they replied. Uh, Then we can tag them, see if they replied. Um, Then we'll do other activities. So we'll, we'll hype it probably six to 10 emails before launch. And there'll be a various, you know, questions, content, um, you know, when you're going to get it early access, special deal. Like there's this whole flow that we have where it's just a two way conversation. And then we launch okay. and then we follow up and then we just follow up and follow up and follow up. So we turned a one, a uh, one singular email into like, and again, I'm not in the email anymore. The agency is uh, okay. so like, I'd have to ping them, but now we turn like one singular email into like 15 or 20 emails and uh,
0: the, the the recipients of this email have are pre-qualified from the get-go so you, you start out with are you you know interested and then you funnel yep. them down through the flow okay and do these emails in the flow have any links or um do you just,
2: just- so our, our rule of thumb is really simple one call to action all time. So if it's a right. reply, that's it. It's a reply. There's no link. Right, if it's right. a link to buy, it's a link to buy. Like okay. we, we may have various, like a link or a button, but it's always to do one thing. Right.
0: Yeah. Then you mentioned two-way conversations. Um, yep. With two-way conversations, I'm, um, you know, Alex Bella from um, PostScript was saying, um, you know, SMS is one of the best ways to to have that you know, conversation. You know, how is, how did you find you know our product? You know, um, what would you think? You know, how are you doing? Um, Where are you finding? You've also mentioned the fact that you're you know you have an active you know SMS list or text list. Um, Where are you finding you know high, higher engagement from a two way conversation? Um, email or SMS?
2: Email is still the core. We we use Postscript and uh, we love it. It's it's definitely been a new ch- one of the new channels we've added and mm-hmm. been like okay this is a home run. But mm-hmm. we still although I have guys on staff that reply to every text, every email, Mm -hmm. text is still a little more intimate. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where if we're going to send a text, it's, it's gotta be worth sending, you know, email, we send, you know, like one another example, like, what do you want to call this new club? Like what color is it? A B there's a lot of different questions we ask that we wouldn't ask in, in text. So we, we try to be a little more precise with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, you'll see, like when we have a launch day or something big coming up, almost two two mountains. You have mm-hmm. your email down on the Shopify dashboard. Uh, and then you have like the text will be another blip on the radar. So it's definitely having a big impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just one of those things where I think it takes time to train the audience. Like we've mm-hmm. done an okay job at training our audience and our customers that we're going to ask to reply. We're going to launch early. Uh, we want you to help name the club and feel part of the process right because that's all i did on facebook when i was designing my driver eight years ago i'm like hey guys this is what it's going to look like what do you think or like hey i'm thinking about this color pink what do you think what should we call it grenade or this and like so it's just that like honestly as a this is the concept it's like as an owner you don't you want to know what your customers want (laughs) like and there's questions i don't know the answer to and and like For example, I launched a product that I thought was going to kill it. Like it was a beer beer putt. It was beer pong of golf. And I'm like, we're going to sell this in an hour. And this was like three, four years ago. And it was the worst launch we've ever had. And it was one of the few where we didn't engage, communicate. This was like before we did this. And we just launched it. And I didn't realize the audience didn't want it. Hmm. Uh, we, We ended up selling it, but it was... That was like early days i think we were on constant contact or some other platform where we didn't have segmenting we just mm-hmm. it was pre-clavio um we were rookies but uh, so yeah it's uh it's a different world now you know question question
0: i have is um why not clavio's sms or why, why postscript
2: yeah we just were asked that recently um and so i i let my partner who was my first employee of bomb tech at the agency make those calls mm-hmm. and at the time, PostScript was most affordable and easiest to implement. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even have access to Clavio's SMS at the time. Mm-hmm. So, And I look at technologies as, yes, it's great to do all in one, mm-hmm. but really it's like switching can be painful. So unless there's a real measurable benefit of switching, mm-hmm. I, I'm tough to switch. You know, mm-hmm. We're clavio guys through and through. <laughs> I mean, uh, but right now we're using PostScript until he says, hey, man, we should go under SMS.
0: Okay. I just wanted to figure out I just wanted to, to figure that out. Okay, yep. cool. Cool. Let us let's, let's get into Google. In in the Google front or on the Google front, um are you just doing search or um search in YouTube and you know the, the whole content network um you know ecosystem?
2: Yeah, I mean right now we've been ramping it up. That was one of our weak points was we really weren't going hard at Google. We were really a Facebook shop for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think kind of what I was mentioning earlier, we're having golf is trending. So there's more Mm -hmm. opportunity on the Google side. There's more searches. That's why for the first time in many years, I've invested heavily in SEO too. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because search seems the search volume is higher. So we want to at least take advantage, but our, I, I think, and again, I'm not the Google guy, this is where, I'm just the owner now, but um <laughs> we're doing a lot of PLA uh you know product listing ads and you know definitely some branded search, but it's still not the it's not the volume we're doing on Facebook and Instagram. We're okay. still that's our eighty five percent spend. Okay. And then it's Google is like we're we're getting there, you know what I mean? Okay,
0: okay. Do you ship internationally?
2: we do it's expensive uh i i had attempted to set up an australia um warehouse mm-hmm. and then like a lot of what i do or how i run the businesses is how how much uh roi revenue can i get for my time and effort and really i looked at it as uh, i'm gonna have to have two sets of inventory and it just became too much effort so what i did i said you know what we're gonna have one website um so we do ship worldwide. It's uh, okay. it's not a huge huge amount, um, but we're happy to ship. It's just they're big products, you know. Okay.
0: Okay. And with the, it's they're not collapsible. It, it it's that would be cool. No,
2: you can't collapse them. Oh,
0: so that was <laughs> a volume that you, you you pay more on volume than weight. I I can imagine.
2: Uh, yeah. It's I we I've looked at like a million different options and methods right. to do it, and it's the U.S. is still just such a big it's core a huge audience market, for us, yeah. and it's yeah. like. I think if we get to maybe a point where it's like I'm cool with having two sets of inventory, but it just became Mm -hmm. a cash flow discussion that I just it was too much work. And I hate to say like, oh, it's not worth the money. But at at this point in my life, it's a lot of it is time and effort and and the Mm -hmm. outcome of that, you know
0: mm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. I also noticed in some of your ads, um, your, you know, your, your front and center, um, is, is that strategic where, you know, um, you're, your, your person, you're selling your personality, essentially your likability. Um, in, I in told
2: the, the ad guy. Let's I'm done. I don't want to be on video anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, so when I first started, every video was me because I had no one else. Right. So mm. it was just, I was telling my story, all the emails come from me as the founder um mm-hmm. so it's it really is a accidental personal brand um, mm-hmm. you know i, I kind of went crazy with it about two or three years ago, where like mm-hmm. I had like a YouTube channel where I was starting to just upload video after video mm-hmm. and I realized that more content in e commerce is not necessarily better, and that may uh a, a, a
0: probably applies across the board.
2: <laughs> no, where it's like I, some people may disagree and be like, "You got to be a, a media house, a content house." But the year I turned out the most content, our sales were the worst. Mm-hmm. So, so what I do now is I let my paid paid expert and my email team say, "Hey, we need this content. um You can be on it, or you can have someone else shoot it, and we just use whatever performs better." So, I, I like to take all. Um, Anything I do, it's got to be high high ROI, high effort um, revenue for time, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So if,
2: if someone else performs better than me, we'll use that. You know, right now, yeah. I think I'm on most of the videos, um, which is comical because like pre-COVID, when I was golfing out a lot, people would stop me all the time. They'd be like, yo, you're so right, like,
1: nice." You.
2: <laughs> I'm like, "Oh no, I'm uh, famous now. Um, and so they, would, like, and, they would snap photos of me at the course. I'm like, oh, God, I don't <laughs> want that. And, they, and they, everyone thinks I'm really good at golf. And then they see me playing. They're like, man, I thought you were good. Um, that's What's your handicap? I'm not that good. I think the last round, I haven't been getting better. But uh, I shot an 81 last mm-hmm. last week. So that was, that was, that's good for me. Um, but everyone thinks I'm scratch and stuff. But, yeah, so we, we really use the data. And uh, I try to get myself more and more out of, like, the day-to-day. So let's shoot a video based on what you think will work best in ads, I'll prove it if it's on brand yeah. and we'll run with it, you know?
0: Yeah. So I, I work with a brand called Dip Your Car.
2: And um, they're like okay.
0: a 10, 10 million or so plus um, brand. And they're based out in Florida. Um, so they built out the the, the the business from YouTube. And then nice. um, it, it goes, so YouTube awareness, and then everything paid is, you know, just an email, just does a job for them. And we were running a test on email and we were like, um, We used to just send normal emails, you know, just normal, you know, emails with product focused emails. Yeah. And then, you know, a penny dropped is like, you know, everybody knows you on YouTube, Fungy. Why don't you just come in on, um, on your personalize everything. So we personalize the abandoned cart, personalize the, the welcome series. Whereas him, anytime we're doing sales, we'll have like a, you know, a video of him, you know, and open rates, click rates, sales just went up. Totally. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we, we do, they're like, buying
0: you, you know, along with the product. They're buying you. It's, totally, it, yeah.
2: And then, like, a personal I, brand. I, I kind of was shying away from that. But, like, it's super effective. I mean, especially, yeah. like, email. Every email is from me as the founder. And that's, like, one of the first things we do with email. It's, like, it's coming yeah. from a brand. Yeah. We try to assign a person to be the face of that brand. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it is the story. And my story is kind of crazy. And, and people can relate to that. And, and that's how, it's, at least for us, and a lot of these direct consumer brands—that's how you're going to compete with major. Exactly. Brands, you know? it's exactly. a story.
0: And, exactly. And my but story after all,
2: do well with everyone. <laughs> ex-
0: uh... Exactly. After all, you know, if you look at the bigger brands, um, you know, the Callaways—they're using other personalities, you know, golfers that you know they we we all know, you know. So, mm-hmm. be a disservice to your brand if you you're not you know, you know, front and center, which which is fascinating in itself. Okay um yeah so let's let's talk about um do you have a a top of funnel like content machine in in a way i know you you dabbled into youtube uh, you know a few years ago and sales were not that good but um do you do you have like a blog um how do you how do you how do you garner organic um what's your funnel like outside of paid
2: you know this That's is like question. it's funny you bring this up this has been one of the uh like frustrating things for me over the last four years. So like, I remember, I forget what year it was, 2016 or 17 when Facebook said, pages are not gonna get reached anymore, right? Like, cause we used to have, I think it was like 80,000 people and we would post. And I remember I would go Facebook live. And I remember we did a Facebook live and we sent an email and we had 10,000 people watching. Yeah. And it was like, it was just crazy. And we had like 50,000 shares at one point on yeah. one video. And and it became this thing where it's like, I spent so much time and effort building Facebook and making content for it. And then the reach just went, it was gone. Right. And Mm -hmm. so now I look at it as like, I just post to get engagement and I probably don't spend as much time as I should on it, but I I have a, I have a tough time validating or uh, rationalizing all the, all the time to make that content because most of the stuff we do to be candid is for it's for ads you know okay. uh the place where i engage the most is in our is another secret uh our owners group so after you buy something from us you get an email that says hey uh welcome to the team join our facebook owners
0: Facebook group. group." yeah
2: but it's yeah. a owner owners only group so we did yeah. change it before it was an open group so i'll post in there uh new updates i'll engage with guys because that's like i look at that as a branding yeah. A branding play and a lifetime value play. And yeah. I just I don't do a lot of selling, but I just engage there. Yeah. So for me that's like the highest, like the most uh return on my effort, I guess. <laughs>
0: Clavio is the e-commerce marketing platform that helps brands build relationships with memorable email and SMS messages. Today, more than fifty thousand brands like Living Proof, Hint, and Choppies choose Clavio to help them grow. Learn more and get started with the free trial at Clavio.com/2x. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com/2x. How how do you quantify ROI? There's clearly ROI in a private Facebook group. Um, There's just much more engagement, you know, there and personalization. And, you know, but how do you quantify, how do you actually quantify ROI? You know, with, with, with email, you see the stats right
2: there. Yeah. And this is why like our Facebook page, like we don't post a ton. And -hmm. when we do, it's just like a picture that says, Hey, how far is this? You know, 112 yards, what club do you get? And it gets a ton of engagement. Yeah. But like, for me, it's like, I'm also at the point with the business where it's pretty mature. You know, it's been eight years, we have a good customer base, we're growing. And like, I also try to do stuff I like, mm-hmm. you know, so like, that's most of what I do, I, I have filtered it out and outsourced it so much. that It's all ROI. It's all what's my return ads, it's all what's my email percent of revenue. So there's very few things in the business that are like I that are romantic anymore, you know? So like, the owner's group to the one place where it's like, all right, I'll spend a half hour in there in a day and just like talk to the guys and really just be thankful. Like, hey, I really appreciate you guys. Like, and I'll just like sometimes just write the word thank you mm. and people just freak out because it's, I think that's our advantage is we're not big. Right. And we can, I can do these things where it's like they feel, you know, they're a part of a, a movement. Yeah. Uh, I always want to make it bigger, but I can't complain with doing seven nine years with two employees yeah. um, and not working at ton. But it's like, that's our, that's the one place where it's like a little fun for me still. And it doesn't feel like work, you know? Cause like when I launched yeah. a golf company, I thought I, I like ended up hating golf because <laughs> yeah. it became work. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah. So now I, I play golf and I don't bring my camera because before it was, I was shooting the entire time, Facebook right. the whole time. So now I just play golf to play golf. The owner's group I post and comment without knowing if it's gonna have a return on you know uh revenue, ROI, ROE, whatever I'm calling it today. Mm-hmm. Um and just do things that are kind of fun, you know. And then the other thing is like I just am designing clubs and having crazy yeah. ideas that ideas. Yeah. that I just I wouldn't even think would sell well, but I just want to make the club. Like I made yeah. a club for myself that I didn't even know if anyone would want because it was just fun. So I'm trying to like do the things to run the business, and then have some parts, some parts that are still special, and that are just fun to do. You know, it, yeah. it turns into work after eight years. Yeah. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, are your clubs manufactured in the USA or? Um... Yeah.
2: so they're they're overseas. We okay. we attempted. I used to assemble them in the U.S., but yeah, they're all overseas. They come barcoded, labeled. That was actually one of the big pivots I made, mm-hmm. was we went from custom to uh, you Mass. know just mass not mass yeah mass produced but less options and i was like this is going to kill us everyone wants custom and that skyrocketed us Mm. that was like one of the best moves we did not only from a scale standpoint but from a customer conversion because there was less questions it was like six questions on the driver now it's add to cart (laughs) you know
0: how do you protect your ip
2: Uh, i mean anyone can rip off golf clubs i mean it's Mm. one of those things where it's like it's going to happen. We already have some some guys copying us, and it's just it's the brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's what it is. it's the like the only thing we're really building. And we're not, this is what I always say: our only asset is our email list and our customer list. So like that is the we're, business.
0: We're we're gonna go there very shortly. Um, if Callaway was to approach you to sell, would you sell? No. Okay. All right. Cool. Right. Let's talk about your. I don't even call it traffic anymore. I talk about, I I really look at it. Okay. Traffic to me is like the lowest denominator. And then you have an audience off the back of traffic that you'll get in. Mm -hmm. Um, So how many people are you talking to? How many people do you own your list? Do you own? Um, How many, well, contacts do you own?
2: You know, it varies. I think we're up to 200,000, but it's really like the engaged list. And that's how the guys guys send it. What's the
0: percentage of the engaged
2: from 200,000? I should, have, I should have asked my team. I honestly don't know because I'm not okay. in it. And okay. that's the beauty of <laughs> when you pivot to it's owner. Yeah. Uh, I'm out of it. But, for example, we launched a bag the other day. And we bags historically have not done well for us. And we it was a new design. It was sexy. And people were hyped on it. And we sent only to one of our segments, the smallest one, the engaged list. Mm-hmm. And we sold out. And oh, wow. I was shocked because, like, I thought we were going to send everyone with follow-ups, run ads to sell them. Wow! And it actually upset people because we didn't even get the email out to everyone. They said I wow. didn't have a chance to even see it. Um, so, to your answer, I don't know the exact numbers, but the people that are engaged are the most powerful.
0: Wow! 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 Interesting! 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 Okay, so um, what kind of segments do you have? Do do you? Um, do, do you work on like CLV? Um, do you have like low spenders? Do you have a VIP list? You know, how do you segment?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, for for us, it's a lot of product based because we're really, I really mean, have like seven SKUs, you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like, I remember the first when Klavia first started, and it was just like, okay, we can actually segment out and send an offer to someone that didn't buy the driver. Because I remember I used to send in my emails. Uh, coupons can't be used on this (laughs) because I would send to someone that just bought the driver with the coupon. So it's, I, it's definitely by product and then it's engaged. And I'd honestly have to ask the team (laughs) Uh, because I don't do any of that anymore. I'm so out of it. All I do is strategy.
0: We'll talk to your partner in econ growers then.
2: (laughs) He should should come on the show. You should have him on for a technical Uh, second. What's, what's, what's his name? Chris Pettit. He's he's,
0: okay. Well,
2: it's funny because like we set it up uh, this way that he's in the weeds, right? And I have a third party perspective. So every meeting we have, he tells me what's good or what's not, and then I can because I'm so out of it, we can break it down and scale it up. And that that's been honestly the best best thing we did. It's just he's in, I'm out, and now he can say stuff that's not working. And we can build it out so much better, you know. Yeah, and that
0: becomes real knowledge, uh, to, yeah. to move things forward, um, I noticed that um, your, your most of your product, um, all your, your product um, pages have product videos. There's a black background. Is there a reason yep. um, for for that? Um, there must be some science here. There must be a split. Test. You know,
2: we, we we've been trying to push more towards premium. Mm-hmm. And when we started releasing the uh, black editions, we have like uh, special paint jobs we do it actually is very more it's much more expensive to do that. Mm-hmm. It's allowed us to, you know, it's more expensive, therefore we raise the price. But when we started launching them on black, conversion went up. I was shocked. We did it. We I did a CRO guy and like everyone's like gotta yeah, be on plain white. Yeah. And these are one of those things where I have an idea, which are which are usually not good ideas, but I have the guys test them. And I was like, you know what? Let's try it. And it allowed me to also, and this is one struggle we have, it's like how do you know if it's really new? Right. So like that was an easy thing that we could do to show it's radically new. So every product is on white. We're launching 3.0 on black, you know, oh, black, okay. black on black. Boom. It's instantly much different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep, uh, yep. So I don't know. I don't know if we've been running that for a while. I don't know when we launch 4.0, we'll launch on dark gray or on mm-hmm. green. We may do that. I, I haven't determined, but it, it was more an overall, you know, a premium brand thing. It just looks sexier, too, to be honest.
0: Oh, okay, makes sense. And I also noticed that um, all of your videos are hosted on YouTube. Is—is—is was is, is, is that intentional for for more organic traction? Yeah,
2: I mean, we always have done that, and it's just a—it's yeah. one of those hype things where, you know, YouTube was—we went that route of just going. You know, with all the con like the content and me playing golf and doing all that didn't work. So mm-hmm. now we just do what they want. When we make a product video, we just post it up on there. People get hyped about it, and we use it on, on the website. And it's just a, a small SEO play. And that is a, we've got like eight thousand five hundred. It's not many. Yeah. But but why not post on there? You know.
0: Yeah. What app are you using for your uh, multi-buy? The frequently, you know, bought together. It looks very familiar. It looks very much like um,
1: I think like, it's called like, like Amazon bought
2: Together. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's worked well. That was one. Of, yeah. I'm I'm not a big app guy. Like yeah. my, my whole thing is less apps is better because most of them seem to not work well or slow down the website. But that was one um, that has worked out well.
0: Okay, and I recall you were previously in big commerce, but I could see you on Shopify now.
2: Yeah, I don't know if that was the right move, to be honest. Um, Whoa, <laughs> just being honest. I, uh, okay, I, I made that move because big commerce prices were jumping. Uh, that's when they changed from like I forget what it was. It was based on your volume, and we were buying okay. a lot of volume. And that was probably the, one of the most painful things I had done was making the switch. Um, and our conversion plummeted. Honestly, yeah. we went from big commerce to Shopify. Now I'm too deep. I can't go back, but we ended up using a uh, card hook for a while to have a single page because we had yeah. trained guys to do a single page on big commerce. Yeah. Shopify has multi-page. Now now it seemed to now I'm happy I'm on Shopify because it's easy to use. We can update it. It is, you know, everyone's using it. Um, mm-hmm. but at the time, that was one that was one of my years where I, I tried everything in the world uh, marketing, right. which I, I had a click funnel site. I had this, I had a Shopify site. I had, I tried everything you've ever, ever heard about. Yeah. And a lot of it didn't move the needle. You know, There's a lot
0: of noise out there. There's a lot yeah. of noise. Everybody's hyping their chest out. And with, with we, and you, you, sometimes we, we get, we, we, we get de- derailed by numbers, by audience, by social proof, artificial social proof, you know? Um, yep. Lots of mini courts, you know, out there, you know, on, on platforms. Anyway, I digress. I digress. I can okay. agree. It's it's interesting, and and then um, you know, over the years, your your reviews have been, you know, have accumulated. Do you use your reviews on Google, your Google listings? Because I I, I notice um, you know, it gives your Google, you know, particularly shopping, you know, an uplift.
2: You know, we we don't, and that is one of the downfalls with our review widget. We are mm-hmm. contemplating a new one because Google is becoming a bigger player for us. Before it was such a small percent, mm-hmm. but I guess Okendo, which is a newer one, they have yeah. that option. So we we may try that. But what I'm going to do is like have the CRO guy. We'll do a test and see how it goes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that that's probably with Google being bigger. You know, if we're going to do it, we got to do it right. You know.
0: Yeah. What are you doing? What are you using now?
2: Uh, judge.me. And it's been great. I mean, it's it's super light. Their service is like unbelievable. Anytime we've had an issue, we ping them. They message us in like a minute. Okay. Um, so I've been very impressed with them for, and it's very affordable.
0: Okay. Okay. There is a platform, like a one click checkout platform for Shopify. Now one page, sorry, I think it's called Malomo. Okay. Um, I, I think, or no, it's not one. It's, it's, it's like steps. It's like, um, it has like a progress indicator bar. Like, you know, um, it has, you know, you know, the traditional magento style, yeah. um, you know, checkup, but I hear it's, uh, they're well funded and um, it might be worth checking out.
2: Okay. Yeah. I used yeah. Cardhook for a while and, mm. you know, I why I think they are stop stopping that product and moving to a one uh, post-purchase upsell app. Mm-hmm. But that, that was one workaround we had for a while because the, the original Shopify checkout, I don't know if it was a, a function of the ads not working as well because we had switched ad guys. There was a lot of things I had tested. Mm-hmm. But right now we're on standard Shopify for the checkout. Is it working? And it's working great. So, I mean, uh, I think there was a lot of things I was doing. This is when I was working a lot and not doing... Yeah. working a lot on things that didn't really matter you know
0: yeah yeah um cart hook yeah they they have to pivot um yeah shopify is not really liking um third party you know checkout solutions because they make a lot of money in checkouts anyway totally um, yeah that's where they make them, them the major you know funds okay um over the last how how was COVID? How did COVID treat you? What when COVID started in March? Um, what was the initial impact and and how you know have you panned out now um in in October?
2: You know what? It's probably the best thing that's happened to us. I mean, I hate to say a global pandemic is a good thing for business. Mm. Uh I mean for my mental sanity, it's probably not good. Uh but You know, it was good. Golf's trending, you know, like for the first time in a long time, golf is trending. I made the mistake in when COVID first hit, I had a massive order pending uh, with our manufacturer and I cut it in like Uh, 70%. I was like a little, I wanted to be conservative. So I didn't know what it meant. I literally was scared. I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to buy golf clubs. And so that when that big order came or smaller order came, it was like, nay, we sold out in like two weeks. And that was supposed to my big stocking order. So we, this year, I probably lost out. I had sold out four times. I just was sold out mm-hmm. for almost a month. So I probably lost out on a couple million in revenue this year mm-hmm. based on – because none of my historicals were, were made any sense. So right now, I'm actually pushing to have a massive order for 2021 because golf's trending. E-commerce is bigger than yeah. ever in golf. And then for the agency, it's been really kind of crazy to see because uh, mm. more people are getting into e-commerce than ever before. Mm-hmm. We've had some clients that were doing doing great volume, like a million a month, that are now mm. doing like $20 million a month. And like, yeah, just like crazy. What
0: verticals?
2: You know, like, uh, well, I, I don't know if I can say food delivery to your oh. door. Well, okay. So like uh, we had had a few clients that had like, temporary dips and some of them like if you're in travel um they were getting smashed mm-hmm. but for mo- most everyone it, it was like really bad at first everyone was freaked out but then everyone was on their phones you know mm-hmm. and they still are and it's just i never saw a comment so I, I like i was slow to accept that golf is trending <laughs> and that like i need to order more because i just kept mm-hmm. waiting for stuff to, to fall and break and mm-hmm. um and then the agency side we're seeing revenue numbers that. From some clients that I didn't even know that was possible because it's just mm-hmm. the markets—it's exploding. Um, so so it's good from that side, you know. That's why mm-hmm. I keep saying it. business is good, you know, and just trying to keep the kids sane and, and everyone and
0: fantastic.
1: <laughs> you know,
0: well, you know? did Black Friday, um, Q four. Um, how has it been historically over the last um, three, four, five years? What has it been your best quarter?
2: Or yeah. um- we're not a Q four company, and like. What I used to do, like one of my big pivots um, mentally was when it's off season, let it be off season. Like three three years ago, if it was off season, meaning September, October, Mm -hmm. don't count Black Friday, December, January, February, like that would be off season. I would go crazy in offers. I would do deals that were so insane Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. to stimulate revenue. And that really hurt us in season. Because yeah. guys are like, no, I want to buy it at the price you offered on Black Friday. Exactly. So for this year, we're, we're, we are we're have set a threshold on prices. We're not going low. We're just not going to do it. Um, but I am launching new products. So okay. my, my answer to Black Friday, Cyber Monday was we're historically not – a. we will have a big month in November. Mm. Um, but it's not going to be as big as summer. Our, our summer is far bigger. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to launch two new products. For like literally the week, um, and that's that's going to be our we're going to give it a go. And if it doesn't do well, the guys will be hyped for it in season, you know. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not doing this slash and burn crazy deals unless there's like a product that just didn't move well. But we don't have that problem right now.
0: And and, and also margins, you know, you know, thinking about margins, yeah. you know, margins, you lose a lot of margin, you know, over over this period. And as you said, you know, it's understanding seasons and cash flow, really managing cash yep. flow, inventory, and all of that. I get it. I get it. Again, fascinating. Really, really fascinating. I'm really enjoying this conversation. Okay, um, so what is the outlook? What What do you think is the outlook for e-commerce? You know, in the next year, where do you think we will be this time next year?
2: This conversation's come up a lot. I mean, I, I so many pieces to it. I, I think specifically, I think e-commerce changed forever. I think we fast-forwarded five to 10 years you know i think people that would not have bought online are now 100 percent comfortable buying online um i do think if covid if everything goes back to quote unquote normal retail may have a small bump up but i don't think it's going to ever be what it was right so i i'm trying to look at it as an opportunity to scale and push as hard as we can mm-hmm. uh, specifically with golf trending will people golf next year if if life is normal, I don't know if as many people get into golf or stay golfing. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at it as I'm going to push. I'm going to order more than I normally would, and um, I can't predict the future. But I got to have enough product to sell.
0: It will sell, you know. It will sell. Um, right. Yeah. 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 Awesome. 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 Um, I think we should do our lightning round. So lightning our lightning round. Basically, I'm going to ask you about four, five, you know, five, six questions, and if you can use a okay. single. Sentence to, to answer every one of them, okay. you, you'd have passed.
2: Oof, all right, I'll do my best. Uh, all
0: right, all right, okay. Um, first things first. Um, how do you hire people?
2: My hire people, uh, like leadership.
0: How do you hire people?
2: How do I hire people? Um, not well. <laughs> Honestly, I, all right. Sure. Here's my best answer. Uh, I I vet them by. Paying them for one hour of their time.
0: Okay. You test them first. Okay. What advice would you give yourself five years ago? Uh,
2: I would give advice, but I'm not (laughs) going to listen. It's it's not going to happen.
0: What's your daily morning routine?
2: So I'm with the kids, get them ready for school have breakfast with them, leave the house at 8.30. I come to my new office, I work out for an hour, and then I'm doing interviews for another hour and then uh, work out again.
0: Awesome. Okay. So you're right. What, um, What are your three indispensable tools for managing your business?
2: Basecamp, Zoom, and Facebook Workplace.
0: Okay, awesome. What's been your best mistake to date? By that, I mean a setback that has given you the biggest feedback.
2: I've made so many. Um, Biggest mistake, that was good. Uh, (laughs) Your best mistake. My best mistake. I I don't know if it was a mistake, but I think when we just decided, I don't know if, I don't think I have a mistake that was good. I think putting myself on camera right. at a necessity was not a mistake per se, but it was just necessity and it all worked yeah.
0: out. Fantastic. Fantastic. And if you could choose a single book or resource that has made the highest impact on how you view building a business and growth, what would it be?
2: Oh, man, I just read it. Uh, it's a Michael Gerber book. What is it called? Um myth
0: E-Myth. Oh, yeah. E-Myth. Great book. Tyler, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Um, so for those who have stopped to the end, um, catch him on ecomgrower.com and Golf. Um Yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm glad we, we made it. We finally got to, to speak.
2: We did it. This is this is the new normal. I'm glad to be here. So thank you for
0: Fantastic. Okay. All right, cheers. Thank you.
2: Thank
1: you.